0: The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables, He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. In the beginning was God who spoke and sculpted, coaxed and nurtured the world into being. God created it freely. It was by God's own choosing that the sea and sky, the birds and fish, and every single blade of grass came to be. And God was delighted by it. It was good. It was very good. And we learn from this story that God is the creator. But it also teaches us that God is the giver. All of this, all that we have, everything we love, everything we hold dear comes from God. All of it is a gift. This whole life is a gift. And it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes. That everything we have, we have been given. In our gospel lesson this morning, Jesus is angry. And it's one of the few times that we see Jesus like this. He's angry enough to flip over tables and to cause a scene. He's angry because the temple has become a marketplace. In other Gospels, Jesus is angry because of the corruption that's present, calling the temple a den of thieves. But here the criticism is simply that God's house has become a marketplace. What's so bad about a marketplace? Why is Jesus so fired up about this? Markets are necessary, right? They allow for the exchange of money and goods. And this market in the temple served a purpose. Worshippers would come to the temple and they would want to offer a sacrifice, a gift to God. It was a way to communicate with God, to be in relationship with the divine, a way to offer thanks and praise. But perhaps in time the emphasis had shifted. Rather than the relationship with God being at the heart of worship, people were focused on the buying and selling of these sacrifices. First, one had to exchange their coins, the Roman coins with Caesar's image for coins that were acceptable in the temple. Then one had to purchase the correct animal to sacrifice Maybe some people saw it as a way to earn God's favor. The wealthier you were, the more you were able to purchase. Maybe there was a level of status associated with what one was able to buy. And others were profiting off of the sales. This whole temple system was now a business. So now, giving to God and being in the presence of God, this holy sacred thing, the gift of the temple, this house of worship was little more than a currency exchange. The problem with the temple being a marketplace is that it's just so contrary to God's nature. God is the ultimate giver And the marketplace is a place of exchange. There's no room for generosity in the marketplace. There's buying and selling, profit and loss, scoring a deal or a fair product. But there's no generosity. In the marketplace, everything is earned. But we have a God of grace a God who gives generously to the undeserving. As the people in the temple busied about, purchased and profited, and tried to earn God's presence, losing sight of this gift that surrounded them, Jesus was standing in their midst. God made flesh, though they didn't realize it. God was already with them. No purchase necessary. Like the people in the temple, we can lose sight of the gifts around us. We can lose our way and turn God's world into a marketplace. It's easy to do. We spend a lot of time buying things, especially these days when the marketplace exists right on our phones and delivers right to our door. We buy things we need, like food and clothing and cleaning supplies, and a few things we don't exactly need, but are way more fun, like electronics and books and Disney Plus. We buy good things and things that lead to a higher quality of life. It's not bad, but it can be done to excess. But it's the pervasiveness of the marketplace that can affect our thinking in all these other areas of life. Like the marketplace makes us think that you always have to give something to get something. So as a culture, we're forgetting how to give. We're even forgetting how to receive a gift. I'm totally guilty of this. Every year, I buy extra Christmas gifts. These are gifts for no one. They're vague, all-purpose items devoid of any personalization that I keep on hand in case someone surprises me with a present so I'm not caught empty-handed. I do this because we've been taught to be embarrassed by this situation. To be caught without a gift is a faux pas. I'd rather give a bad gift than no gift. See, most gift-giving is really exchanging. It's not giving. Or in parts of the country, not so much here in New England, but in some places, you might bring a new neighbor or a friend who is sick a casserole. But there's a string attached. There's an expectation that you will return the dish at some point, And when you do, you cannot return it empty. You need to make your own casserole, or at least fill it up with cookies. That's not a gift. That's a trade. So we start to equate giving with exchanging or trading, because that's what the marketplace has taught us. We give with the hope of getting back, or we feel like we have to earn what has been given to us. And neither case is a true gift. If you have to earn it or bargain for it or pay for it or trade it, it's not a gift. And the marketplace, the marketplace thinking has truly devastating consequences when it creeps into the areas of our life where it doesn't belong, extending to the earth and to people and to our relationship with God like when the gifts and resources of creation are sold faster than the earth can repair itself, or when people are bought and sold, abused, or treated as objects, or when we think the only people who contribute to society are the ones who contribute financially, which means that people are seen in terms of profit or when we think we have to earn God's love, thinking that we have to be good enough or deserving enough. In the marketplace, it's too easy to lose sight of everything that we've been given, too easy to forget that some things can't be bought or sold, too easy to lose sight of God's generosity. But as our gospel reading reminds us, there is good news. God is with us. Jesus is right here in water and bread and cup in the people gathered, even virtually. Jesus is here among us, a constant reminder that God is the one who gives and we are the ones who receive. Jesus reminds us not to get caught up in the marketplace and instead to be swept up in God's grace. In Jesus, we've been given the ultimate gift. Jesus gave his life for us so that we may have forgiveness of sin and abundant eternal life. It's hard to wrap our minds around this because it's so contrary to marketplace thinking. Jesus gave us this gift and we did absolutely nothing to earn it. It's God's generosity, not our own actions that save us. We are saved by God's grace alone. And if we can't earn it or pay for it, And we can only receive it and be thankful and show our gratitude by living as the people God created us to be, as givers made in God's own generous image. We do this by caring for creation, for the generations that will come after us by offering hospitality to those who will not be able to return the favor, by giving generously and expecting nothing in return, by recognizing the humanity of all workers, honoring people over profit, by caring for and serving the most vulnerable in our population, by working to restore dignity to anyone who has been treated as less than human. Like Jesus overturning tables in the temple, it's okay to take our call to work for justice seriously and get a little angry when we see the marketplace spreading to the places it doesn't belong. We respond to all that we have been freely given by giving freely, continuing God's work of giving in whatever ways we can, making room for generosity where we see it missing. And in a world obsessed with earning everything, we boldly proclaim God's grace. Amen.